You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Kraken fans? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Keeping Up with the Krakens, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your co-host of the pod, Tyler Bell, coming from the beautiful Banff, Alberta. And just like always, joined by fellow co-host of the pod, Alec Durham. How are you doing on this lovely Monday night, Durham? Not too bad, not too bad. Good weekend. I mean, could have ended a little better for the Kraken there, but we'll get into that, eh? How are you? Yeah, we will certainly get into that. And uh, wait a second, you said good weekend. How was it? What'd you get up to? Oh, just, I mean, got got a little into God of War and then uh, finished it off with some Sunday night pucks. So, hey, that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, you've been uh, raving about this God of War game a little bit. Uh, how has it been? Oh, it's phenomenal. It's kind of the only thing I've been doing after work for the last five days. So you said it's like, what, been four years or something like that since the last one came out? Yeah, it was like 2018. So then this one just came out on Wednesday there. So just been grinding her down. There you go, eh? Having some fun with it. Uh, so what are your thoughts right now? It's been pretty sick. How far in are you? Uh, I'm like 22 hours in. I put a lot into this fucking game. I didn't do much this weekend. <laughs> Holy shit, let's go. Well, Briggsy came over, right? So we played that a bit Sunday there. and Oh, man, it's just a blast. Yeah, that's pretty tight. It's pretty tight. And uh, Sunday night hockey went well? Of course. Played it against some buddies there. Ended up with hey, a dub. Guess who hit the ice today, bud? I seen that. I seen you out uh, zipping around oh, out there. My God, I was in hockey heaven, Durham. Uh, yeah, took the road trip out this morning, six thirty a.m. Uh, went out to Pato Lake, Alberta. If you don't know, look that shit up. Yeah, that's where I was playing uh, some some pond hockey today. Not a bad little spot, eh? What'd you think of some of the footage? Oh, it looked phenomenal out there. Dude, it, it was it was amazing. Uh, 
it's supposed to snow though pretty soon. So it's probably the last skate we're going to get on it unless you bring out the shovels. But yeah, it was just phenomenal. It was like a, you know, uh, just a hockey player's dream. Just being out there, just incredible. You know, it just looks so blue when you're looking down through the ice and yeah, conditions were amazing. No wind at all. Um, but yeah, I haven't played hockey since about April. So just felt like I was holding on to two cement blocks, uh, with my stick. Uh, I was basically just chopping the puck, making marks in the ice. Didn't know how to stick handle at all. It was, uh, you know, it was humbling. Let's just say that. Come on, Gordon, you gotta be moving around the golf balls in the kitchen there. I, I should, dude. I actually should. I, I kind of hate the stick I have out West. Not going to lie. It's a CCM rib core. Don't like it at all. What? Bought it from Canadian tire. Not a fan. Uh, I want my CC, my old CCM back, but uh, it's in Ontario right now. So kind of shit out of luck there. Yeah. I guess you kind of just got to play with what you got. I put flame tape on the blade of this guy just to try to give me like a five plus stick handling boost. Hasn't really worked. I was just going to say, no wonder you suck. You put flame tape on. I know it's such a pigeon move, but I seen it there in Canadian tire. And I thought this could help. This could help. (laughs) I thought my life couldn't possibly get any worse. So I put flame tape on. It's only on the blade. Okay. It's still on your stick. Yeah. Come on now. It's not, it's not the worst tape you could have. It's bottom three, but it's not the worst. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Cool. I appreciate that. And like you said, Durham, uh, the Kraken here playing three games this past week. And holy shit, did they get off to a very, very hot start against Nashville? A big 5-1 W. How about that start in the first period? Yeah, talking about hot start. Four goals on six shots. They yanked Saros right out of there. Oh my goodness, he got absolutely lit up in this game. And just 38 seconds in, Jordan Eberle walks across the blue line and and just fires home with a slap shot, a beautiful goal to get things rolling. Yeah, him and Burakovsky just were ready off the start there. Burr's just wheeling around, finds Eberle with that nice pass through the middle of the neutral zone. Yeah, and how about Saros' glove? Like, that just looked ugly. Just totally missed the puck on that. Nice shot by Ebbs, though, and it's great to see him score there. And that was his second of the season, too. Yeah, and then Will Borgen was going to get one there, too. Also his second of the season, eh? How about that shot, too? Snipe, top Chad. Borgen's stepping in, looking pretty confident with his shot. Oh, my. Dude, Will Borgen's a new player this year. He just has all the confidence in the world from the back end. I know I feel bad that I shit talked him after like the first four games, but it yeah, worked. He's really stepped it up since like, uh, well, a lot of players have on this team and Burakovsky getting the secondary assist on the play too. So like you said, two points, uh, just, you know, seven and a half minutes into the hockey game. Yeah. And then Burakovsky's going to get another point. Great forechecking here from the whole line. Bjorkstrand especially, they're just all over the D. Wenberg picks off the pass, and the patience from Burakovsky there just outweighing Saros. Yeah, that was just an extremely well forecheck on the play. Like you said, um, Wenberg picking off that pass there, uh, that little breakout pass by Niederreiter, I believe. 
and you know the crack and make them pay and three nothing in the first period and they weren't done there durham because it was jordan eberly again scoring on another four check created off a turnover play and he would bury it for his third goal of the season and the kraken's fourth goal of the period yeah nashville kind of looked defeated after that i mean they get their little chance here with philip forsberg kind of half-ass blocking a point shot there and gets a breakaway and he'd pop one but still they just didn't look in the game yeah and they really had no chance after that huge lead in the first period i mean things kind of calmed down uh it looked like both teams kind of stepped off the gas pedal a bit obviously forsberg popped that one in the second period but at the end of the day the ghost would put an empty netter in with uh just a minute and 11 seconds left in the hockey game assisted by yanny gord so nice to see tanev too getting on the score sheet and putting the game away for a huge five to one victory for their fifth win in a row setting the franchise record once again we're going streaking. Yes, and that's what they did. And hey, Jonesy, stopping 24 out of 25. Another solid game. Burkowski gets the three-point game as well. And no Shane Wright in this game either. Yeah, get used to it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no kidding, right? So that was an extremely well... Uh, or an extremely great game by the Kraken just to start things off on their six game homestand. Um, but then they would be facing, uh, they get a couple days off before this game too, but they'd be facing a hungry and desperate Minnesota wild team on the Friday night. Yeah. And that was a well checking Minnesota team there too. Like watching the game, it was just tight. Seattle like had the puck most of the night. They create some chances, but then they wouldn't get a secondary shot out of it, you know? And that's where you get a lot of your offense in the NHL is secondary chances. And Minnesota gave them none. Yeah, Minnesota absolutely shut it down defensively in this game. And uh, they'd kick off the scoring too off a bit of a, a weird bounce. Ends up kind of coming off the boards, almost going through a couple players and it would just find the stick of Zuccarello in the slot. He was kind of just able to get that shot off and, and beat Jones to open the scoring in the first period. Yeah, that was definitely a funny bounce trying to go for the D to D. Goes right through Addison's stick, hits the side wall, and goes through two other guys. Yeah, and similar to the first period where it was, like you said, slow, kind of very defensive style hockey. I mean, the Kraken only six shots in that first period. Second period, very similar to that as well. Only eight shots for the Kraken, seven for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on through the first 40 minutes of this hockey game. No, and there definitely wasn't a whole lot going on on the Kraken power play either. I think they had three power play chances through 40 minutes there, and they didn't get a shot on any of them. No, um, but there was a couple chances there for the Minnesota Wild uh, shorthanded, and Jones came up big in this hockey game, kept the Kraken in it. Um, it would you know, obviously get to that final frame in the third period, and that's kind of when the the play really picked up and we've seen some desperate play from the Kraken in this hockey game. Yeah. I mean, once you, you can look at just the scoreboard itself there in the third period and be like, that was clearly Seattle's period. I mean, they more than doubled Minnesota in shots. They got a lot of late chances towards the end of the period as well, but flurry had a hell of a game too. You got to give him credit. He made some nice saves 
He did. There was a good handful of them in that third period uh, that were super nice. And like you said, I think the thing that uh, the Kraken struggled with was getting those secondary and third chances off of shots where uh, they would get that shot on net, but there was nothing, no juicy rebounds, nothing really in there to get a greasy one past Flurry and the flower. He'd stop all 28 shots they put on him that game. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was a hard-fought game, but Minnesota got away with this one with a one nothing victory. So uh, other than that, what did you think of this one? Honestly, I thought it was a fine game other than the power play sucked. Like, that's whatever. They can have an off night here and there. Shit's going to happen. In a one nothing tight-checking game like that where both teams didn't really get much, you can't really give them too much of a blame. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we knew we would see a pretty hungry and desperate Minnesota team after, you know, the Kraken absolutely handed it to them in their barn the week prior and pulled out the big victory. So we knew we would see Minnesota at their best in this game. Yeah, and that's definitely what we got. Yeah, uh, but Jonesy again, another solid save. Obviously, uh, you know, Coach Haxtall is is riding the hot goaltender here all week, and and Jonesy would play in this one, putting up, you know, twenty saves on twenty one shots for a nine fifty two save percentage. But uh, it's just unfortunate he couldn't get the win because it was another stellar performance on his part. And he's going to need that again when they go in against Winnipeg because we all know Haxtall loves to ride his goalies. So Jonesy was in against the Jets again. Yeah, once again, and uh, this one was a pretty rough game. There's a, a lot of physicality, and uh, the special teams were kind of alive on both ends too, right? Yeah, unfortunately, towards the end of the game. I mean, throughout the rest of the 59 minutes, that helped the Kraken. Last minute of the game didn't really help the Kraken. No, it was a kind of an ugly ending, but uh, we'll start things off with... Uh, uh, Jordan Eberle kind of finding a nice rebounder after the crack and were able to put one away after a couple uh, penalties against Winnipeg there. And J- Jordan Eberle would find his fourth of the season on a five on three, a couple assists going to Vince Dunn, Burkowski there. So the crack and, you know, starting the game off, right. Uh, scoring on the power play, getting things going in the first period, but uh, you know, come the second period, it wasn't really going their way. No, Winnipeg would get a power play there, and they get a kind of a funny bounce off the Sam Gagne shot, just rifles off the end wall right out to Shifley at the side of the cage there, and he's going to pop it home. Yeah, a bit of a, you know, that lucky bounce, just lively end boards right behind the net. You know, uh, it was Dubois who took that shot, right? Kind of, I don't know if it was a shot or as a, it was an intended pass. Either way, it misses the net, hits off the end board, Shifley, gets it right to him and, you know, makes no mistake and puts it home. Nothing that Jonesy could do on that play at all. No, nothing. I mean, shit, that instant bounce, what are you going to do? Yeah, and he was getting peppered all period as well. Like 17 shots alone just for for Winnipeg just in that second period. So for that one to be the only one to squeeze by, again, we're just seeing solid goaltending out of Jonesy. Especially this one save he made on Dubois there, kind of a little scramble in the crease, and it pops out to Dubois' right. He had to backhand it, and Jonesy throws his left pad out. That was nice. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. He was huge in this game. And Kraken had a great uh, start to the, the third period, and 
you know, Brandon Tanev would kind of sneak into the zone there, a bit of a bouncing puck, but then he would caress it uh, as he was coming in and kind of get into the middle of the ice there in the offensive zone. And then he would just wire past his fourth of the season, his third goal in the last four games for Mr. Ghost. Yeah, that was incredible turbo time there. He just slowed everything down. The puck was bouncing around when he tried to cut in at the blue line there, and he was pulling it by D, pulling it through his teammates' feet, and then just wires it to the back of the net. Yeah, good to see him scoring in the the barn where uh, his NHL career started back in uh, the PAG, too. That was a pretty special moment. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Good point. Damn. Yeah, Um. Honestly, and, you know, and then they almost pull out the victory in this game, but things got a little bit ugly right near the end of the game, eh? Yeah, well, unfortunately, towards the end there with about, well, 26 seconds left when it gets called, Carson Soucy's going to go off for roughing Pierre-Luc Dubois. You can call it roughing. It was kind of a good pop in the back of the noodle. Just completely say, unnecessary. You could- you could call it roughing or you could call it a punch to the back of the head. Right. I, what was, what the fuck was Susie thinking there? That was just, you know, wires you kind of watch, you watch the, yeah, no kidding. Wires crossed. Holy fuck. He, he was seeing red there for a second. Uh, you could kind of watch the, the kind of the start of that play as Winnipeg cycling it in their zone. And, you know, there's a good battle going on between him and Dubois. Shifley's in there too, and there's some some cross checks getting fed back and forth. And obviously, tempers, you know, hit the max for Carson Soucy, and he just punches Dubois in the head. And I'm pretty sure his upper body hit the ice b- before his legs. His legs gave right out. Yeah, there might have been might have been a little bit of an embellishment there too, but that's exactly what anyone in that situation would do, right? last yeah, minute like, of the game you're down by a goal someone punches you in the back of the head you're gonna crumple yeah you're probably gonna flop um that's that's usually the case unfortunately it still happens i mean it's not like it's nba here we're not we're not flopping that hard but oh, you get no. punched in the back of the head like that you're down a goal yeah you're you're probably gonna go down for that i mean it's gonna be a penalty anyways so and anything around the head, like I kind of give the guy a little bit of grace if he's flopping. Just what we know with brain injuries, if someone swing a stick, like a high sticking one where the guys flinch back, like I got no issue with that. High sticking where it hits you in the mouth and then your feet fucking fall apart and your legs don't work anymore and you <laughs> sit there crying. Fuck's your problem. Yeah, you only have a chipped tooth. Come on now. Right? Any fucking kid growing up had their old man yeah that's a long ways from your heart yeah yeah very true and unfortunately because of that penalty uh you know the winnipeg jets would uh put one on net kyle connor with a slap shot right up on jonesy's chest there as soon as that puck hits the ice on the rebound blake wheeler's in front to bury the goal with just six seconds left in the game and again that's that's almost an impossible one for Jones to react to on the rebound to, to stop that. That's up to the defense to kind of shut things down in front to, to make sure that doesn't happen. But unfortunately it did and it would tie the game and send it to OT. Which did not go our way when you're going to have 
you know, kind of a two-on-two rush there. Burakovsky's going to try and dangle around Morrissey, when in my opinion, probably should have just put it on net. He gets stripped. Morrissey sends it up ice, and away go the Jets. And then Shifley just pops his second of the night. End of the game. Yeah, that was ugly. That was real ugly from Burakovsky. I mean, you have two guys sitting back kind of sitting back not really one's going for a change one's kind of on the far side and instead of you utilizing your players there you try to walk you try to dangle through two of them and yeah. it wasn't even he wasn't even close from getting through those guys lead straight to the turnover as they skate down the ice goal goes in for shifley on the two-on-one uh it was that was an ugly turnover for burakovsky unfortunately yeah I mean, you win some, you lose some. He had a great game against Nashville. Nice pass to start things off on the power play tonight, but that's the play people are going to remember about this game. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. That's the play that people are going to remember. And, you know, obviously he feels bad about that one. He's been uh, such a great player for the Kraken this year. So um, to see a mistake like that, look, it happens. He's trying to create, but... Just the wrong play at the wrong time. That's all. And you know what? That's not what we're going to remember about Burakovsky. What are we going to remember? I'm going to remember how goddamn good those reverse retros looked in this hockey game. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, the full kit. I love these jerseys. I, I changed my mind completely on these reverse retros, Durham. At first, I was like, ah, oh, the jerseys. They're all right. But once you see them on the ice and you see those colors pop, well, especially that lighter blue, right? Uh, the way, Or turquoise-y almost, right? It almost has that turquoise-ness to it that, I don't know, just makes it pop. I, I, I just love them. I think they look great in a full kit out there. I agree. They do look a lot better when you can see the full uniform. But when they were show, I, when I first saw them on TV... I only saw from like the elbows up because it was a out of the rink shot looking in at ice level. And I thought, fuck, that looks bad. And then they switched to a different angle and I was like, oh, that's better. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I'm all over them. And the most underrated part that I never uh, gave time or appreciated, I really didn't notice it, was the fact that the NHL symbol right on the uh, collar there right in the middle is the throwback orange NHL symbol from like the nineties from yeah, like the early nineties. Dude, I love orange that retro orange and black symbol. It actually that makes that Jersey so much better. And I don't know if there's any other team who have that orange symbol on those reverse retros that I know of. Uh, I don't know. A part of me wants to say that was if you put the shield on, that was the style they did because a lot of them went to 90s era reverse retro. But then the other part of me is like, fuck, is he right? I have not looked that. I mean, I looked at all of them and I never noticed it, but it pops. It's nice. It's a great little touch to the jersey. And I just feel like the eye pops more just having it kind of simplified to two other main colors there, you know, the dark and the lighter blue, but um, either way, you know, it's unfortunate they didn't get a win, but we'll see the action. We'll see the jerseys back in action sometime soon for sure. So here's the thing that you're not going to like. 
they all have it. I'm a bozo. I didn't notice either, so I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah, you don't. It's weird. I didn't notice him at all until until I seen him on the ice close up on the camera. So just one of those things. But uh, you know, the Kraken go one, one, and one throughout the week. We predicted two and one. They were close to that. They were six seconds away from that. So Fucking almost had been. the almost had the prediction there. Um, but still a successful week, especially opening up that uh, the three first three games of their six game homestand. You know, they've taken three out of a possible six points. So uh, still successful week in my books. And I think they could have a more successful week coming up too. Like, Yeah, let's take a look at some of these matchups here. Who do we got? Well, on Thursday, November 17th, we're playing at home, obviously on the homestand, to the Rangers. They might be all kind of jacked up on Mountain Dew, though, because they're in the middle of, they're either in the middle of, or they just had their dad's trip. Oh, that usually means teams are motivated when the dads are on the trip. Kind of seems early for that, no? Or I, or I might be just way off. I don't know. I don't know if there's like a scheduled time for every team, but I just saw for, because it was Zabinajad's 700th game. I think last game during the dad's trip. So they had his dad come in and read the card. And then I think Zabinajad scored the first fucking goal. I was like, well, isn't that just a night? Yeah. And uh, after kind of a, a messy start from the Rangers too, they've kind of picked it up as of late too. Um, and they're pretty much right there with the Kraken record wise. I mean, Kraken holding on to an eight, five and three record as we speak right now. And then the Rangers eight, six and three as we speak right now. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of rest up until that Thursday game. So, you know, you got to expect to have the legs pumping in this one and a lot of energy right out the gate. Yeah, and you're definitely going to have to look out for, obviously, the big boys being pretty much everybody on the Rangers' first power play unit, considering Panarin's at an assist a game, Zabinijad's just over a point a game, and Adam Fox is right there with him. Yeah, all their big guns are obviously shooting good, good right now, and Rangers, too, bringing in a pretty good away record, 4-3-0 and so far to start the season, so they have been a pretty good team on the road. Yeah, if they're 500 when they leave, I'll be happy. And that's what they will be. What do you got for a score prediction? 4-2 Seattle. Nice. I like it back in the winning column. Um, The key to this game is going to be shutting down that first power play unit from the Rangers. And I'm, you know, most likely they're going to be running with uh, Shesterkin in that too. Uh, He had a bit of a shaky start, but he seems to have, you know, kind of gotten back to, you know, his, his old ways, his last year and the year before ways uh, of being a, a top tier elite goaltender. So uh, it's always going to be a hard battle when you're going up against an elite goalie like that. So uh, even if the Rangers aren't on their top game, they have some hell of a good goaltending going up, uh, you know, for their team. And uh, right now, so do the Kraken. So this could be a bit of a goaltending duo. Who'd have thought we'd been saying that? With Marty Jones in net, I know, pretty crazy, but uh, this should be a fun one. Uh, A lot of great players on the Rangers, and, you know, I like the matchup here. You got to give it to them and got to be physical against the Rangers. 
I agree. You know who else is going to be physical, though? The, the LA Kings. Kings, who have a lot of big bodies on that team. Who the Kraken are going to be playing November 19th on the Saturday night? Yeah, it's going to be a big divisional game for the boys, especially with LA currently sitting two points ahead of Seattle. Seattle game in hand, though. For the buoys? The buoys. Uh, the buoys. Yeah, the this buoys. is a big one. And um, looking at the schedule for LA, too, they're going to be on their fourth game in six nights, all on the road. That's going to be one you really have to take advantage of because chances are LA is going to be a pretty tired team. And we got to keep that Saturday night streaking alive here and uh, keep pumping out great performances on Saturday nights this year because uh, we're doing a reverse switch around with last year for this year with those Saturday night games. And the Kraken are going to bring the heat against the LA Kings in this one. Damn straight. They're one and one so far on Saturday night. It's at home and it's going to get better. And not only that, they're going to be playing them too later on in this month on the 29th. So set set the statement now because they've already played them once this year. They're literally going to be playing them three times already this season, which is pretty crazy. And especially when this is a team that you're like, let's face it, LA is going to be one of three teams that it comes down to us for a playoff spot, right? Get the points yeah. now. These are huge points, like no joke about it. You really have to take advantage. I mean, like we said, LA Kings, they're 10, 6, and 1 right now. They're ahead of the crack in, in the in the Pacific, technically. So, um, yeah, this one's a very important game, and you have to find a way to find the dub in this one because that's really going to help set up uh, the crack. And anytime you're facing a divisional rival, it's, uh, you know, bring your A game. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, though, because um, Seattle is dealing with uh, some injuries now, which uh, they were relatively healthy uh, on the back end to start this season, but things have changed up, eh? Yeah, well, we got Alexiak going to the IR there, right? And then so they called up Gus Gustav? Goose? Uh, yeah, Gustav Olofsson. Olafson, I think it's Olafson. Gustav. I'll fuck up the first name. You fuck up the second name. So then we're good. We're even. We're clear. Okay. Sweet. Nice. Gustav. <laughs> Sweet. Dude, what does mine say? <laughs> Sweet. What about mine? Dude. Dude, what does his name say? Okay. It is Gustav oh. Olafson. And uh, yeah, he would get the call up. And little quick fact here, Durham. The Kraken were the last team in the NHL to use a seventh defenseman this season. No shit. Yeah, so they kept all six of those D all the way through up until Alexiak got hurt, and that was the first time they had to make a change on the back end all year long, and they were the last NHL team to do so. 16 games with same defenseman. That's pretty good. That is. That is some consistency and something totally different uh, from what we're used to seeing from Hackstall, uh, he was pretty notorious last season for switching things up constantly, especially the forward group. Uh, you know, he would put those lines in a blender, no problem. Uh, almost felt like he was picking the 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 lines with his eyes closed at times last year. And uh, you know, he did have a bit more consistency with the D last season, but uh, this is a whole new level. 
Yeah, this is like astonishing. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so that's that's gonna be you know obviously a bit of an adjustment. It's always tough when you you're out of D, um, especially Alexiak who has stepped up. He scored a couple big goals as of recently, which isn't something you expect out of his game night in and night out. Uh, but he's just such a big presence back there and such a hard D to play against. So uh, it's not easy to re- replace a guy like that. No, but with the way somebody like Will Borgen is playing lately, it might be possible. Will Borgen, I know he's been he's been unreal, and I thought Olafson was was looking pretty good too so far. Obviously, he's just kind of getting his feet wet. You know, I think he's what twenty seven years old. Has he had fifty nine games played going into that first game there with Winnipeg, uh, or sorry, with against Winnipeg. Um, so he has a bit of NHL experience kind of throughout the last four or five seasons for him, kind of a more of a two-way defenseman is able to move that puck a bit better, but, uh, definitely doesn't have that size and, uh, didn't really have that same type of grit that I, uh, would expect Alexiak to have, of course, but, uh, still a steady defenseman to throw in there. And I'm just curious that we haven't seen Cal Fleury yet. Yeah, that's kind of interesting that he's just been sitting there as a healthy all the time. Yeah, it's unfortunate to see him sitting that long, you'd think. Um, you know, if you are going to get into a position like this where you have a guy go down and injury it, um, at least you've probably thrown in Cal Flurry for a game or two here and there just to make sure he's getting his feet wet and, uh, you know, is comfortable. And, but he hasn't played a single game yet this year. So that's the one weird weird thing going on with uh that back end so far the one weird thing the one major thing (laughs) sorry yeah you called me out for that yeah no other news too other seattle news obviously we've seen decord get sent down there and we've seen the return of magnificent magnus helberg and his magnificent pads magnificent magnus man if he doesn't run with that as like a fucking stage name i don't know i don't know what he's gonna do especially with that beard he's got he he could be a stage guy i could see that absolutely some entertainment value runs his own show some magician kind of looks like one i mean if he designed those pads too that's magician like those 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 pads are so disgusting. You fucking love those things, eh? I don't know what it is. They're just one of the sickest patterns. Like, they just... I mean, you use the Seattle colors and and all of the design. Like, it's hard It's hard to have a bad set. But uh, he's just stepped it right up. Um, so they claimed him uh, off of Ottawa. And obviously, because you know, they're claiming him back that he could just get uh sent rate, uh, reported right to the AHL straight. Right. So he doesn't have to be put on waivers. Yeah. Which is nice. i always find it funny when they claim guys and then they got to put them on waivers the next day. And it's like, and then on, they really? just get claimed just silly. Right. I feel like I could have gone without knowing this information. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he'll get any games because especially with Decord being sent down. But yeah, that's got yeah. to mean someone's coming you, back soon. I mean, the thing is they have a lot of rest now. 
coming up until their next matchup. So you expect to probably see Jones in these next two games again. And Joey's got to play. I mean, you can't have the guy just fucking sit there. Yeah, exactly. He's got to get back into some action and, and find his game a bit because uh, he didn't have the best numbers in the AHL when he got called up. But he got a big W, which was huge. Hopefully a big boost for him to go down, get get some more confidence and uh, continue to play well with the, the Firebirds. Yeah, because he had great numbers in the A last year. Just hoping he to kind of reclaim that. Exactly. So we'll see what Joey's got. And in other Seattle news, remember that punch Susie had in the back of the head? I do. I remember it led to uh, the tying goal, and then we lost in overtime. I thought you were going to say I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> because it was. But yeah, he got fined oh, 2500 bucks for that, so sucks for him. Yeah, what do you think about that? I mean, gets away without getting any kind of uh, big disciplinary action. I mean, let's face it, twenty five hundred bucks. It just, it's nothing. It doesn't mean much. Um, it's a drop in the bucket to guys in the NHL, yeah, really. Exactly right. That's a that's a lunch out with five fucking that uh, that's a team lunch maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What am I thinking? Something like that. I don't right? know. I don't live the life. I don't either. I fucking I did for a bit on Shell fourteen or whatever the whenever it was. Oh, live the life! Damn, that I know. Memories back. Back when EA Sports gave a shit about EA Sports. Well, they give a shit about EA Sports, just only the parts that make it money. Yeah, hosers, fix your game or just fold and let two K take over. EA let is garbage. Anybody though. take over. Literally, they couldn't even copy paste this year's game without fucking it up. I know, like, just brutal, just absolutely brutal, dude. Some people's kids, I swear to God. Football fans, NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With bigger payouts than ever before, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. All right, welcome back, Kraken fans. Uh, Durham, do you want to hit the folks with uh, the stat of the week? We're going to a big one here because it's a franchise record stat. Our five-win streak during our franchise record five-win streak for the side of the week, we happen to outscore opponents 20-8 to eight despite being outshot in four of those five games. Wow, 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 wow. 
No, that's pretty tight. It's great to see this team already finding success like that. And of course the streak got broken, but you know, the flower gets a big shout out. It's able to do that. And then they pick up a point in the next game. So uh, it's not like they, uh, they snapped the streak and been playing horribly. They've still been playing. Those are two great hockey games. You know, Winnipeg was a great team. Minnesota's a great team. And we're right there in and could have won those games easily if the bounces would have just went the Kraken's way. And this could easily be a seven game winning streak right now for this hockey team. So, uh, you know, taking strides, taking huge strides and, and we love to see it. Exactly. Like they're 30 seconds and two shots away from seven win streak right now. Yeah. And uh, if you thought we were done there, you're wrong. We have a second stat of the week, Durham. A second stat of the week? Since October 25th, Martin Jones holds the fourth best save percentage in the entire NHL with a 942 save percentage. Just a little tire pump for Jonesy. That's way better than the other stat of the week. Hey, just had to had to throw a second one in there. Uh, it was almost too go- too good to pass up on. Uh, and just credit to this guy because he's just been playing incredible hockey. That is phenomenal goaltending at like at its peak. Not only that, but he also uh, played game number four hundred this week, and uh, that's a big stat for a goalie. Yeah, because for those that don't know, a goalie only gets a game played if they appear in the game. So just being dressed and on the bench, you don't get shit. You don't get nothing. You get a sweet hat to wear. Um, Sometimes you're not even allowed to sit on the the bench. bench. Yeah, some arenas just suck like that. Could you imagine being a pro athlete and they're like, yeah, go sit by the Zamboni door, please? (laughs) It's kind of hilarious. Uh, they they pretty much just set them up on a stool and they sit there and watch the game. From it's kind of weird. They get hot dogs sent down to them too. I mean, I would. I definitely would. I'm not saying There's... no to a an arena hot dog unless I'm paying for it because that's like thirteen dollars too many. I can't remember which goalie it was. I want to say Brendan Burke. He was sitting there and had to stuff a hot dog into his pad because someone told him like you're going in. No way. Yeah, he was like, I ain't playing, so he ordered a couple hot dogs, and then he had to throw one into his pad so we could go into the game. I think he said it was in the A. I was going to say, no wonder why there's no footage of it. Um, well, like any like NHL, obviously, footage of it. So that's a pretty wild story. I wonder if he yeah, was hot-dogging little... it, Matt. Ooh, shit, Marc-Andre Fleury. Check the box for another terrible dad joke. Well, who said it was terrible? Well, let's be honest. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of grim. It's kind of weak. Yeah, but that's what makes it a good dad joke. Here we go. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the support. Here for you, brother. Player of the week, Durham. Who do we got? Well, we're going to go with Burakovsky this week. He was I would have said he got points in every game, but nobody got a fucking point in Minnesota, so whatever. But he got four points in three games played, including a big burst of three points in the first period against Nashville, which almost single-handedly won the game. 
Yeah, no kidding. Like he was the driving force of the that first period. Him, Eberly, I'd say, you know, those two guys really led the crack into that victory. And, you know, just because we've been talking about Jones so much too, I'm going to throw in a little Jones stat for the week. Only one win, but a 1.68 goals against average and a 934 save percentage, stopping 71 shots of rubber out of 76. So uh, credit to those two uh, cool cats who had a pretty awesome week. Fucking A. Jones, he's just shoved it up our hoop since we were like, yeah, when's he going to win it? Yeah, just bend over, eh? No lube. Um, Durham, how about uh, some of the rumors since the Ottawa Senators have officially went up for sale? Ryan Reynolds is interested. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. If he's not involved in whoever buys it, it's a complete fail by whoever did buy it. Uh, agreed. And the rumors are that... Uh, some of the groups, I think five or six groups uh, have all re- been in contact with him and not only him, they've been in contact with Alfie as well. So um, just, just imagine what a move that would be for uh, whoever buys the, the franchise to bring in those guys. Not bad for the Sens. If this was better planned, they could have had Alfredson walk out tonight for his hall of fame induction ceremony and been like, Ryan and I just bought the Senators and dropped the mic. Yeah, that would be fuck. That would be incredible. Holy shit. Um, true facts, though. There's people at the Hockey Hall of Fame tonight uh, wearing Senators jerseys, but underneath that, they had full uh, Deadpool outfits on. The fuck? Yeah, these Sens are weird. Dude, come on. Who you wouldn't do that's, that? I would I wouldn't that. do that. No. I would fucking do it. Why not? Uh one, I don't have a Deadpool costume. Two, I'm not a Senators fan. Oh, you prick. I don't know. I like winning. Oh, you are a prick for sure, bro. No, it's true. It's true. Chalk up another loss today, too. So, you know. That team sucks. It's okay. I'm a Pens fan. I'm about to go downhill hard. Yeah. Yeah, we're all coming crashing down. Our teams suck, but no, who doesn't? The Kraken right now, they're still in a playoff spot. And, uh, you know, no one would have expected this at this time of year. And we enjoy watching this team and following this team. And just the two games next week, Durham. So, uh not a whole lot of hockey to watch on their end, but uh, you know that rest is really going to help, especially for a guy like Alexiak who just got put on the IR. And the other news too is Grubauer has been out skating and practice multiple practices now. So uh, you know, just because he got put on LTIR recently, uh, he's very soon to be returning and uh, should be potentially in a game, maybe the Saturday game. That's huge if they get Grubauer back and he starts playing well again. Yeah, then uh, this team would have that type of goaltending that everyone predicted they would have had uh, the season prior with him and and, uh, Drieger, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted it with Jones. No, not at all. But everyone thought, oh, that's a top 10 goalie duo heading into last season, which it, it clearly looked like it. I mean, those two goalies were coming off fabulous years. Drieger looked great with Florida. He only played like 20, 25 games, something in that range. Maybe it was like 30. Um, 
but then Grubauer, of course, had a pretty awesome year with Colorado, and then you bring those two as your goalies. Didn't work out too well, but this is a much better, much structured team, and uh, it's definitely definitely helping having some consistent goaltending uh, where this team has really found confidence. Yeah, they've definitely established a bit more of an identity as a solid structural team with decent goaltending. 100%. So uh, what do you got? I got them going 2-0 and next week, baby. I'll go 1-1. One 1-1. And one. One and one. Okay, sounds good. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up, eh? What else do you got? Anything? No, I think that's it for me. Bit of a shorter one this week, but that's okay. We got plenty to talk about next week. We'll uh, we'll update you all with that on a later date. But uh, Durham, that's going to wrap up episode six here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And make sure to rate this episode five stars if you've enjoyed it. And stay tuned for episode seven when we do a nice little Thanksgiving division review. Let's get the puck out of here, Durham. And cheers, everybody. Have a great week. Peace.